She cleared her throat. I thought your son would look like you. Inside, he looks just like me. There's nothing different. The outside looks like a young man because I chose to make him appear to be my son. The king sat up in his chair. So now that the matter of my son is solved, let us discuss the prophecy. The king brought the crystal glass to his lips and took a sip of the wine. Hadassah's stomach had just turned sour, but she forced herself to take a bite of the roast lamb before her. It practically melted in her mouth. Never before has she tasted anything so delicious. Her appetite returned instantly. You know about the prophecy, but not what it says the girl is to accomplish. It was more of a statement than a question. Yes, she answered around mouthfuls of roasted potatoes and carrots. She didn't realize that she was stuffing her mouth until she heard Sadik stifle a laugh. She quickly grabbed her napkin and covered her mouth. Hadassah, do you know what happens to the people of Erebus when they die? The king was sitting back with his hands clasped before him. She shook her head. After the rending and their banishment, the people built a life for themselves in Erebus. Denthos became king, and the protectors became dark spirits, full of evil and deceit. Most of the first generation have died, but they had children, and their children had children. Hadassah listened intently as the king spoke. She was not quite sure where he was going with this. After the people of Erebus die, their spirits are taken to the castle. They are placed in dungeons that are hidden deep in the heart of the castle. In these dungeons, they experience horrendous torture every day and all night by the dark spirits and yet never die. They cry for mercy, but mercy is not shown to them. They cry for water, but water never touches their lips. Their screams are always heard within the castle walls. And Thentos presides over all this, taking pleasure in their suffering. Hadassah was speechless, which did not happen often. She knew Thentos was evil. She had, after all, experienced his wrath firsthand. But torturing the souls of the people who left Owen to follow him? Taking pleasure in the fact that they are suffering beyond imagination? This was an evil that she did not know existed. There was great sorrow in the king's face as he rose from his chair and walked over to the window. As he stared out, he continued, Their children have grown up there and know nothing of another life. The king slowly turned around. This is where you come in. You are the one to bring the message of hope to them. Hadassah stared dumbfounded at the king. You mean that I am to go to Erebus? She was standing now and breathing heavily. Who was she? How could he expect her to be able to tell the people of Erebus that their king was a deranged maniac? The king remained calm and slowly walked back to his chair as he spoke. Yes, that is exactly what I mean. It is your destiny. For this purpose you were born. He sat down and clasped his hands in front of him. Hadassah calmed down and forced herself to think rationally. My destiny? 
She whispered the words as she tried to take in everything that had just happened in the last few moments. Is this why she was different? Is this why no man wanted her? Is this why she could not keep her mouth shut? Her head was spinning with questions. Just as any other path in life, you must choose to walk down this road. She looked at the king. You mean it is my choice? I do not have to go? She was beginning to see a ray of hope. There was a way out of this. She didn't have to go to Erebus. Her heart beat faster at the notion of being able to return home. You do not have to go. King Jorion knew that he could not make her do anything. He had created all mortals with free.